my whole life, I always wanted to be a podcaster. Until one day. And then what would be a what would be a Tarantino quote that you could do for podcasting? It's fun. It's fun, Janice. Um, why do you gotta make the why do you gotta make the poop jokes on your podcast? Because what? it's because it's oh free. because it's so it's... much fun, Jan. <laughs> yeah, you know he lives in Israel now. Does he? This is news to me. Yeah, he lives in Israel with his wife and his son. He's a family man now. Cool. Good for him. But uh, what's this he is doing the thirty-year-old boomer cast. We're doing Scorsese versus Tarantino. Which director will win? The two Italian boys. Who's with the toys? Um, one grew up in New York. The other grew up in L.A. And I feel like their movies kind of reflect the sentiments of those two places, right? It's kind of like East Coast rap versus West Coast rap, but yeah, but movies. <clears throat> You know, Scorsese's made some iconic New York movies. Tarantino's made some iconic L.A. movies. Like that uh, Scorsese movie where they're like, hey, it's New York, you know. I'm walking here. Every every Scorsese movie directed by Martin Scorsese, a man in New York. That's that's you know, I, I watched The Irishman on my phone at work. That's how cinema was intended to be viewed. Mr. Scorsese is going to have something to say to you, a bone to pick with you about that. Well, if he doesn't want me to watch his movie on my phone, he shouldn't shouldn't have made it on Netflix. Yeah, that would be kind of fucky if he worked out a deal where it's like, no, nobody can watch this on a, <laughs> on a phone. Not even a tablet. It has to be at least a 16 by 9 monitor. What if what if there was the MILF, the MILF of Wall Street? Um... I mean, is this like a porn parody? Because that's what it sounds like. But yeah, I mean, that would be. I feel like that someone's got to have taken that name already. Like that's probably already been done. It's, it's a little the milf of Ball Street. That's yeah. He just changed <laughs> one letter. Okay, no one's taken this one. It's Rob, Danny, and Daniel. That's Hi, me, guys. I'm Danny. I'm I'm Daniel. Don't mix us up. Or Dan. I can, we'll be, uh, we'll be very know. upset. If He's you... specifically Danny, though. Yeah. Don't call me Dan. Don't call me Daniel. It's only my parents can call me that. If you refer to me, it's Danny. Or nothing. You, uh, my middle initial is J, so you can call me DJ. That's really cool. Ew, no. Why don't you go by DJ? That'd be so cool. No, I thought about it. I realized one day when I was a kid... I was like, wait, my middle initial is J. So like, because there's a kid named PJ and his name was PJ and everyone called him PJ. So I was like, oh shit, I could be DJ. But mm. I don't know, man. I, I At that point, I was Daniel. I felt like if I, if yeah. I went to school the next day and I was like, hey, everybody, now I'm DJ. I just feel like, you know, people would see me as a fake. They wouldn't, they wouldn't buy it. Right. Yeah. There's a certain, there comes a certain point. When you're a kid, where like, yeah, you're just stuck. You cannot change your name anymore. And let's be honest, like, I, I was a, uh, you know, nobody liked me. So, like, I wasn't cool enough. To <laughs> to 
Yeah, maybe if you have a lot of friends and you're popular, you can go around doing some shit like that. But, you know, I, I ain't no fucking prep, so I have no idea. DJ that... is cool, though, because it's like not only world. is it a nickname, but it could also be like a job title. Like, what's up? I'm DJ the DJ. Ooh, yeah, you could be DJ DJ. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool. But, you know, that was also a life that I, I knew was just always cut off to me. You know, that was never something I could ever have. So my, my dreams were kind of ruined um, from a young age. Well, we can start calling you DJ now. How no. dope would that be? No. You have to say it all cool, though. You have to be like, DJ. Hey, DJ. We got DJ. DJ H up in this hoe. On the yeah, 30. that could be my name. It's just my initials, but I'm DJ H. And then, uh, then I play at the clubs. Are you... Or- did, did you know any kids that like went by their last name? I always thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um. No, but we did that a lot in ROTC. So it is it is pretty like useful though, because you'll you'll always have like four different Phillips or whatever the fuck, but then they all have you know weird ass last names. Even if you have a bunch of Mexicans, like there's still they're still gonna have a usually, lot of varying. Yeah, there's, varying. there's only like one Gonzalez, one Ramirez. So it's like they spread them out enough for last names to work. Mm-hmm. Tarantino. Yeah, I mean, I'm on Team Tarantino. First of all, that alliteration. I'm on Scorsese. Yeah, uh, now I have to argue movies with Rob. So? Yeah, because yeah, I'm going to be like, it's it's. I like Tarantino because it's fun. It's fun. And you're going to be like, well, movies aren't supposed to be fun. I, I don't care about, like you know, technical things so much. I care whether or not I, how much I enjoy the movie at the end of the day. You know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I enjoy uh, Citizen Kane more than Reservoir Dogs. Because <laughs> I don't. We got to mention, first of all, Scorsese has a lot more movies than Tarantino. That's something to take into account. He's been doing it since the late 60s. Tarantino, his first movie came out in 1992. Uh, But Tarantino also has fewer bad movies than Scorsese because he would rather make no movie than a bad movie, where Scorsese's a lot more, like, prolific, you know, in terms of his output. He has a movie every couple of years. Or Tarantino has a movie every several years, you know? If that... So there's that to take into account. Danny, you're you're neutral, right? Yeah, I've only seen uh, a handful between both of them. Uh, for Scorsese, I've seen Goodfellas. I've seen... What have I seen? I've seen Taxi Driver. And I have seen... Oh, I've seen The Departed. I've seen Shutter Island. I've seen more than I thought. And I've seen The King of Comedy, so I've seen a decent amount. I the Joker? Of, yeah, The Joker. I think out of out of all those, I, I liked The King of Comedy the most. That was really good. I watched that recently. And then Tarantino, I've seen less. I've, I've seen Reservoir Dogs, and I've seen Django. I think that's it. You haven't seen Pulp Fiction? Nope. I have not seen one minute of Pulp Fiction Damn, in my what life. What the fuck? What, are you what doing? about the memes? Yeah, I know. Like they like or... They're like dancing on the on the... Did you like know where, where John Travolta is like looking in all directions? Yeah, he's like confused. John Travolta confused. I know that yeah. meme. 
Um, they call it a, a super hamburger with extra, with mega. No, it's a Royale with cheese, motherfucker. This dude is on Tarantino. You're on get quotes, right? side, yeah. I was obviously mangling the quote. Who, oh. I called it a super oh. burger. I called it a super burger. Really? Really? You think I you think I think the movie goes that way where they say super burger and mega fries? <laughs> Do you really think that's what I think the movie is? What about <laughs> I'm going to go medieval on his ass? Yeah, I, I kind of forget about the gimp scene. That's always like that's a good ass part. There, there's so much stuff that happens in that movie that like, oh, that's right, they got kidnapped and there was a gimp in the basement, and then remember when and he's they like get out and he just it just kind of like never comes back. Well, because he's like, you know, we're even now. Forget about it. Just don't come back to L.A. You know. Yeah. But I like when he's like, "Are you okay?" He's like, "Nah, I'm pretty fucking far from okay." Yeah, uh, I like that he's like he's, he's very singing in his car because he thinks he got away, and then he at the crosswalk is 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 Ving Rhames, and he has like a box of donuts, and he's just like motherfucker, and then he drives into him. I well, yeah, I think the Bruce Willis sequence is the worst sequence of that movie. I think that's a pretty common opinion, right? It, it kind of drags. It, it's too long, like especially like the taxi driver scene where he's like after the boxing match and the, the taxi driver's talking to him, like that scene's kind of boring. There's just like one too many scenes of him and his girlfriend. It's just kind of repetitive, you know? That or they just like don't really develop enough for the screen time they do get. I, I, I kind of really want to care about Bruce Willis and his relationship, but I don't feel like there's enough there for me to really care about that relationship. Or, well, you know, I mean, you get the whole like that. you get the whole uh uh God, what is my what is my brain doing? Uh you got the whole scene with the fucking uh with what's his face, you know? Um Oh, kill me. Uh Christopher Walken. You yeah, know, you got that with the watch. It's I think it's mostly his girlfriend is very poorly written. It's like, yeah, it it was turned like there are no there's not a single female character in Reservoir Dogs. So Pulp Fiction was like his first time, like writing women and like Uma Thurman's character is great. And so is like Yolanda and Jody and all that. But Bruce Willis's girlfriend's character is horribly written. She 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 almost comes off as like mentally challenged. Like, it's kind of weird. I mean, I just you know, figured she's she's French and she doesn't speak that much English, and so yeah, but that's not how that usually comes across, you know. Uh, yeah, th- those parts are not as good. Yeah, they're not nearly as memorable, and it's I don't know. I, I get where the stories intersect, but I, I agree that it's definitely like the weaker of the 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 parts. So I'm arguing for. Scorsese, yeah. I like Terrence. What are we like? What are the? What are we judging (laughs) this on? Like stipulations? Like, well, you like? Oh, I enjoyed these movies better, so I win. (laughs) You, yeah, you haven't really like seen a lot of either, so it's. We just have to convince you by how awesome they are, or important, or yeah. I'm surprised you haven't seen. You know, you've seen so little Tarantino because. Like every Tarantino movie is is pretty damn good, and it's like not death proof. 
Uh, okay, I actually haven't seen Death Proof, but that was oh, like wow. a, a double double release, wasn't it? Yeah, with Robert Grindhouse. So I never saw that, but I've seen every other Tarantino movie. Um, and other yeah, than I, th- I thought you hadn't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet. Oh no, I haven't. I forgot. You're fucking that. bugging, dude. Like that's like one of the best movies of so the really, decade. I've been waiting for like, you know, like when's the perfect moment when I want to see this movie. Um, what, does that mean? <laughs> what do you mean the perfect moment what mood do you have to be in to watch a tarantino flick uh a tarantino mood uh how would you describe it was that in theaters for so long like it played at ArcLight for like six months like that movie was my life at work just re- like we had so many film prints of that movie like i have that movie like memorized the whole movie just because cool. i ran it so many times and well, i saw a good it early thing. It was... It's a good thing Tarantino's a pretty good writer. Yeah. Uh, I definitely... I don't know. I think Scorsese's... Well, I'm not a huge fan of Tarantino's later work other than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I think Scorsese has a similar problem. I mean, he really peaked kind of a long time ago, but he's still relevant. You know, The Irishman was... A pretty big movie the uh the wolf of wall street yeah i think the wolf of wall street really kind of nailed down that sort of docudrama sort of movie um it's funny all the people that criticized that movie because they like didn't get it they like thought the movie was like glorifying those kind of people you know when it's clearly supposed to be like just a horrible downfall kind of story, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think um I, I think Wolf of Wall Street is definitely one of um his most stylistic movies, one of his most stylish movies. And in a lot of ways it reminds me of a Tarantino movie. Because Tarantino I feel like Scorsese his movies have a lot of substance. And Tarantino has a decent amount of substance, but also a lot of style. What I really dig about Tarantino that I think sets him apart from any other director is his ability to do style as substance. And so, like, the style of his movies, and they're very stylish, actually kind of plays into the substance of the movie. And, like, Kill Bill is a really good example of that um, with its animated segments and you know, all its visual flair, all its production, uh, its score, and everything is really great as well. And that's all, like almost like pure style um in a very similar way that like it kind of reminds me of persona too that the persona games just have so much like style to them that their style their stylishness is actually like a selling point and like a trademark of the series um and i think you know scorsese he's he's gonna have like you know the, the departed is a good movie and it's a big movie and it's kind of a heavy movie and it gives you a lot. It's a very interesting movie. There's a lot going on in it. It does give you a lot to think about. It's good for multiple watches. Um, and it's a very, like, substantive movie. But you can get very substantive stuff. It's not easy, you know. Scorsese's an excellent director. But you can get, like, very substantive movies and art like that uh, every once in a while. But I feel like something like Tarantino, where it's just his the sheer stylishness and, like, cutting edge of just about everything he does um and he, he kind of sets like industry standards in a lot of ways too 
with his kind of like bold experimentation that ends up really paying off. And I think the fact that he Tarantino hasn't really had like I guess Jackie Brown probably wasn't as successful commercially, but it's still not like a bad movie or a flop. Um, and I know you don't really like Hateful Eight nearly as much as his other movies, but I, you know, I think Hateful Eight is still a very good movie and a very like, you know, it's got that signature Tarantino style. Um, and I still think, you know, even if you think Hateful Eight is one of his worst movies, it's still not a bad movie. And so I think that's kind of like added to his reputation and his like avoir or ouvra or whatever that fucking word is um, as a director that, you know, he gets to do all this style of stuff and it usually pays off and you're just not getting that anywhere else. I can get a heavy movie somewhere else. I can get a, I can get a dramatic movie somewhere else. I can get, you know, an excellent thriller somewhere else, but you okay, just well, can't get a Tarantino movie from like anybody else. That is super not true. First of all, Scorsese <laughs> Scorsese is just as stylish of a director. He just has much more diversity in style. Like a movie like The Last Temptation of Christ is so stylized and so like unusual the way it's shot and stuff. And it's so like drastically different than something like The King of Comedy or Raging Bull or Goodfellas where like every Tarantino movie has more or less the same style. And basically every element of Tarantino's style is cribbed from something else. He's very upfront with his influences that like, there's not a lot of new ideas in Tarantino movies. Like, you know, like if you just watch like one French new wave movie, you'll be like, Oh, okay. This has more style than any Tarantino movie. Yeah. Uh, But says he is like, if you watch OG, if you watch like a French New Wave thing, like you're not gonna get nearly as well written or as action packed of a movie, though. And yes, Tarantino. Well, not action packed, but Tarantino takes a lot of stuff and kind of amalgamates it together into something new. I would say, um, and a lot of that is that that very heavy style. You know that there's a lot of that Eastern influence, Kung Fu movie influence, obviously on Tarantino movies, much in the same way as there is with like Wu Tang. Um, yeah, but and like a lot of Godard say, and Truffaut stuff is is just as well written, if not better written than, especially Tarantino's worst movies sort of border on parody of themselves. I mean, I wouldn't go so so far as to say that because, again, I think the fact that Tarantino doesn't put out movies too too often, you know, even if you think they they kind of border on self parody, if it's only coming out once every you know three years or five years or whatever. It's not, he's also not so prolific that you're just getting kind of like overwhelmed and sick of his shit. Um, Not that I'd say I've gotten sick of Scorsese either, really, but, you know, it's, I I wouldn't say Tarantino edges onto like self-parody at any point. If anything, like the fact that it would would go to that next level of over-the-topness is a very Tarantino thing to do, just in terms of, uh, you know, how can we take this crazy you know, like a violent scene or like a crazy situation from a from a film and then turn it up to 11, like at the end of Django when they just completely blow up the plantation. Um, like, yeah, that's over the top, but that's that's oh, that's kind of the point, too. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, like... the ending of Inglorious Bastards where they just end up killing Hitler, like they get Hitler and they blow up the whole damn theater. Um, it's like a huge spectacle. Which is you know, kind of what he's all about. 
But I mean, like, I don't even think Tarantino would exist if it wasn't for, like, Goodfellas. You know? Like, Goodfellas came out two years before Reservoir Dogs and just, like, revolutionized the crime comedy genre, like, before Tarantino did, you know? Uh, Goodfellas is, like... Now that's a fucking stylish movie and like a uniquely stylish movie. Like there's no movie like a Goodfellas. They don't make them like they used to. <laughs> what about Casino? Casino's okay. It's kind of a retread and it's too long. Casino's all right. It's honestly like Goodfellas, Casino, and The Irishman are like kind of a trilogy and it's like him just kind of doing the same thing again, you know? Oh. Hey, I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to say like every Scorsese movie is amazing. I don't think every Tarantino movie is amazing either. But like Scorsese, he he takes a lot more chances. He has a lot more diverse kind of movies. So like, yeah, not all of them are gonna be good. Yeah, he's been uh, directing for a lot longer too. So yeah, like you said, and he also he had like you know like he had his coked out phase, you know, and he's had his, you know, he's an old man now. He just kind of makes movies differently. Uh, or to Tarantino, there's not like a huge progression in his movies. Like he's basically doing the same thing he was doing, like in Reservoir Dogs. Still, you know. Well, I which mean, is he, fine, but he found something that worked that you know yeah. stood out, and I would say you can see a clear progression between most, if not every, Tarantino movie in terms of. Uh, uh, I don't know. I I think he peaked with Jackie Brown, and it was all kind of downhill from there. Uh, and I I think he kind of took. I mean, Jackie Brown, like you said, it wasn't a flop. It still did well, but it, it, it's his second worst box office. Like, Death Proof is the worst. Jackie Brown is the second worst box office. I feel like he took the perceived failure of that movie kind of the wrong way and just, like, never made a movie as mature as that again because he was, like, afraid to. And it's just, like, like Kill Bill is just whatever. Kill Bill uh, is it, not It does whatever. not need to be two movies. The second one is fucking boring. Like, Inglourious Bastards is cool, but it's not about anything. Like, there's no theme or anything. It's just, like, a cool movie. But you don't really take anything away from it because it's not about anything. You know what I mean? Or, like, yeah, Jackie Brown is such a, like, impactful, like, emotional movie. I mean, as a piece of art, couldn't the fact that you don't really take much away from Inglourious Bastards... I always figured that was part of the message. It's just a very violent movie and... Kind of needlessly so in a lot of places. And um, my take on it was always like, it's this little historical look back at this part of human history and just a quick little message that like things are like needlessly cruel, not just cruel, but needlessly cruel. And sometimes there really is no happy ending. Because even the end of uh, Inglorious Bastards, it's like they could end it on a high note. And then what they really ended on with is... Um, What's his name? The 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 main guy, um, Brad Pitt's character, Aldo Rain, ends up like killing one innocent, relatively innocent dude that's his prisoner, and torturing another before finishing the mission. You know, they couldn't just end the movie on the high note. They had to like kind of who does who does he kill that's innocent? What are you talking about? Um, not innocent, but um, Hans Landa's uh, radio officer. They they defect together, and he just straight up shoots the. Oh, officer. I. I barely even like remember that he had a guy with him. Yeah. And then he shoots him and, and it's a funny little scene where uh um Hans Landa, 
the, the SS characters, like why you know that was pointless that you shot him, you know, like there was yeah. no need for that. And I think that was kind of like the takeaway of Inglorious Bastards at the end was that there really is no takeaway. Sometimes there's just wow violence. How brave of him to make a movie about nothing. He's like, see, it's about nothing. I mean, it's it's Aren't also like a cool juice exploitation movie. I'll give him credit for a juice exploitation movie. <laughs> juice exploitation. Yeah, again, like comparing because Jackie Brown. I think that's a porn category. <laughs> Jackie Brown is a take on the black exploitation genre, and he actually did something with it. He didn't just make a black exploitation movie with no message. He like did some like I feel like Inglorious Bastards is just missing something. It's just missing that like emotional through line. Like you sort of have that with the uh, the Jewish girl character with the theater. Yeah. Uh, at least they have some sort of resolution and emotional through line, but there's still not much of a like message or theme. I mean, the whole thing of the movie is revenge. So he's already made revenge movies. <laughs> like, but okay, like you're talking about. Well, he did Jackie Brown, and you like Jackie Brown better. Like, I get that, and you, I get that you liked Jackie Brown better, but also. He already did it with Jackie Brown. Did he just need to make a Jewish Jackie Brown? Or is he going to try a new off-the-wall, you know, pants-on-head crazy? What, like the Hebrew hammer? Turn it up to 11, yeah. What if they, like, they, they had to take Saturdays off in the war, you know? And it's like, oh, fuck, Hitler's gala is on a Saturday. And they're like, oh, <laughs> fuck, like, what do we do now? We have to, like, convince the theater to, like, move it to Sunday, if that was, like, part of the movie. Get those little uh, those little non-Jewish helpers that can still work on Saturday. Oh, Shabbos goys, yeah, yeah. We need a Shabbos goy to rig the bomb. Oh, they have a Shabbos goy too. They they have uh the the German guy, the the SS killer guy. Yeah, they and the, uh, do stuff. the British, the British guy as well. Oh, yeah. I don't know. You can and uh, I can get why you'd look at Goodfellas and be like, yeah, Goodfellas is really really kind of like top of the top of the line but there are still individual scenes even in you, you say you there's not a lot you take away from inglorious bastards but there are still lots of scenes in there that are just you know like the the bar scene it's which is intentionally very tense it's a very tense scene but i think that had me on the edge of my seat a lot more than um a lot of the stuff in like goodfellas uh, just the way again it was shot and written and you know yeah but what about the raging expectation Bull? of um i haven't seen raging Bull. oh you haven't seen oh. raging bull have you no you fucked my wife what are you talking about you fucked my wife i'm your brother what are you talking about it's like i know you fucked my wife Bro, that you sure, haven't seen Raging Bull? That sure is a line from a movie that I haven't seen. Yeah. Dude, it's in black and white. That's how you know it's good. Yeah, that's that's some very stylistic <laughs> shit. But that's also, like, when did he shoot that? It was probably... Uh, 1980. Yeah, it was still probably cheaper than... Yeah, it was... Well, I guess technically... Yeah, like, black and white film is cheaper, but that's not... That wasn't really a consideration at the time. If anything, a studio wouldn't want you to make your movie in black and white because you know some people will just not see a movie because it's in black and white you know what i mean this is true like that's a fight you have to have <laughs> uh you know anytime past like the mid 60s even as far back as um you know 12 angry men yeah uh 12 angry men was really overlooked 
uh, at the time, largely because it was black and white at a time when like color was just like really go coming into its own and movies didn't look like shit anymore. You know, they actually look like color and just like nobody wanted to see a black and white movie. So like nobody saw 12 Angry Men. Yeah, especially that 12 Angry Men is a, is a movie about people talking. There's, you know. Yeah, it's, it. you know, it's basically a play that they made. If you do movie. that plus black and white, uh, you know, maybe if, if they had, if there was more action or they had played up some action, it, people would have paid attention. But that's just not what that movie is. And even Raging Bull, like, I don't even know if it broke even. It made 23 million on an 18 million budget. So I think, do you think Scorsese makes better use of his regulars like Robert? Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like it's hard to, it's hard to compare any of Tarantino's regulars to like Robert De Niro, you know, like Robert De Niro is the best him and Al Pacino, you know, owned that era. And I mean, I love, you know, I love Steve Buscemi and, Tim Roth and a lot of, you know, Tarantino's regulars. I mean, Harvey Keitel is in, you know, both of their movies. But it's hard to it's hard to live up to the the kind of actors Scorsese has had in his movies. Joe Pesci. Well, I mean, they've both had uh who have they both had? They've both had Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, and Harvey Keitel. Uh there's probably another. Oh, Samuel Samuel L. Jackson is in Goodfellas. That was one of his first bigger roles. Oh, yeah. He's only in, like, one scene, but... And then he's promptly murdered. Yeah. I think his character's name is Stax. Dude, that's such an iconic sequence when, uh, when Robert De Niro systematically murders everyone that was in on that job. You know? Yeah. That's some good shit. On the other side of the coin, I'm fucking falling asleep watching Kill Bill Volume 2. <laughs> Shut the fuck having up. The, having the same circular conversations for 20 minutes. Here's the Just thing, though. On and on and on and on. Why, like, like you could substitute Martin Scorsese with, um, like, if you wanted an action, you wanted a drama, you wanted a thriller, you wanted, um, like, The Godfather, right? which was before, you know, most of Scorsese's stuff. Yeah. Who, you know, and there's there's other directors out there that are going to do Godfather-like, Goodfellas-like kind of dramas. But, like, who's doing Tarantino-esque? <laughs> that's, why, that's why it's, like, Tarantino-esque is because it's, like, him. It's, like, unique and exclusive to him. Uh, Scorsese's a way more diverse director. He's done fucking musicals. He's done straight comedies he's done straight dramas he's done action movies he's done horror movies he's done thrillers he's done everything tarantino i mean th there's you know comparable ish stuff i can't really think of any off the top of my head but like who who's able to take that level of like abstract and kind of bring it to the forefront i feel like uh wes anderson is pretty similar yeah, you know, they don't, they don't make the same kind of movies, but Wes Anderson stuff is a lot goofier. Yeah, like but a Tarantino movie same... where everybody doesn't get killed at the end. Uh, I mean, only a couple people die in Jackie Brown, right? Yeah, 
That's probably his lowest. That's got to be the who lowest. Did Jojo podcast. Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit? What? Yeah, Jojo Rabbit. What? You you have to know Jojo Rabbit. What are you saying? You know Jojo. Oh, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about it? Um, that remind me. I mean, that's Taika Waititi. I feel like he has a pretty unique style. It's very New Zealand, you know. Yeah, it's almost um, it's almost like an English sense of humor with it. So New Zealand makes sense. But the the kind of like humorous stylized violence in it um, just kind of yeah. came to mind and made me think of a Tar- Tarantino um, esque kind of thing. But I just feel like it's so much harder to. I don't know. I feel like because Scorsese is really good, but then like there's a lot of people who try to be like Scorsese, or there's a lot of movies that are very similar, that kind of like go in a similar direction as Scorsese to kind of like get the attention to ride the hype or whatever, because clearly it worked. It was very successful under Scorsese. So let's try it again. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff out there. There's just not even anyone like attempting to do Tarantino's Uh, thing. You know, there's not like a bunch of Tarantino follow ons. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's like Guy Ritchie is pretty similar. Uh, Martin McDonough is similar-ish. Even like like Kevin Smith from like a dialogue perspective is similar-ish. You know. Yeah, but George Carlin wasn't in any Tarantino movies, was he? I don't think so. That's a bummer. I wish that could have happened. If like George Carlin was somehow in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be great. I remember that Tarantino is in Little Nicky. Uh, no, I've never seen Little Nicky. You've never seen Little Nicky? Oh, no, I haven't seen Little Nicky. That's a classic. <laughs> you haven't seen the classic <laughs> Little Nicky? We got to do Old Sandler versus New Sandler. <laughs> old Sandman versus New Sand. Yeah, we got to find some Zoomer who likes Grown Ups or whatever. Apparently, that movie is huge with Zoomers. That's like one of their iconic movies. Oh, I saw that in theaters. It's fucking terrible. I, I saw it with my mom, which is very awkward. <laughs> I want to get chocolate wasted. No, sorry, I was thinking of funny people, not grown ups. Never mind. Oh, I like funny people. Yeah, it's still an awkward movie to watch with your uh, your mom. Yeah, like when he goes down on her. We're in a hotel, and it's like the only thing that was on TV on like the five channels we had. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this is a, clearly this is a comedy. Let me just watch this with my mom. I remember mom. that happened with my mom and like my sister and like one of her friends, like her teenage friend. And, we're, and I'm like, we went to see Up in the Air. And I'm like, okay, it's a silly movie about a man who goes on planes and like fires people. Like this can't possibly have a lot of sex in it. And then it's like, oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good ass movie, though. Vera Farmiga. Little Nicky has a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's like bullshit. Like, critics were fucking dumb. Like, they just, like, boomer critics just did not get, like, classic Sandler, you know? It's the same with, like, his SNL. Like, that SNL era. Like, critics really did not like that era of SNL, but it was, like, really popular, you know? What is Little Nicky about? Uh, It is about the son of Satan. Um who has to go to Earth 
to bring his brothers back because his brothers kind of go rogue and they want to like take over earth. Uh, and by leaving, uh, it's like slowly killing their dad, you know, Satan who's Harvey Keitel. Like the, the cast in little Nikki is ridiculous. Like it's insane. The fucking cast that movie has. Uh, and he's, you know, he's kind of like the, the black sheep of the family. He's like a nice guy and he's like not a tough guy at all. And he's kind of dumb. You know, he's like an Adam Sandler character. Yeah, he's an Adam Sandler character. It's funny. He goes to Earth and like people ask him, you know, where are you from? And he's like, I'm from the South, the deep South. And that's a good line. And there's a part where Satan is torturing Hitler. He's like shoving a pineapple up his ass. And Patricia Arquette is the love interest. And there's a Popeye's product placement. Adam Sandler says, Popeye's chicken's fucking awesome. Uh, there's a talking bulldog, not unlike Men in Black. Was this uh, before Men in Black? Uh, No, it came out three years after. Hmm. Men in Black's a classic. I yeah, the MIP. That's my favorite Martin Scorsese movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Tarantino has a cameo. He plays like a blind like religious nut you know like a guy like ranting in like central park or whatever yeah uh and he gets like hit in the balls or something i don't remember <laughs> classic adam Class. <laughs> <laughs> hey even uh, uh paul thomas anderson really loves like adam sandler movies it's fun to hear him talk about him because he's like such you know a smart movie guy yeah he loves those movies I wonder if Scorsese does. Do you think do you think Tarantino likes the Marvel movies? Because we know that Scorsese doesn't, right? Do you think Tarantino watches the Marvel movies? I mean, I'm sure he watches a lot of movies. It wouldn't surprise me if that includes, you know, seeing a couple of bad ones in there. I mean, if you're a director too, wouldn't you want to like know what's going on in the world of movies? Yeah, but you know. it's not like he's not trying to jump on any of those trends. He's still like a I want to make my movies on film kind of guy, you know. Yeah, but I mean he probably hasn't seen all of them. He must be like a comic book guy, right? He kind of seems like it. Maybe not. I've never really heard him talk about it. I mean, Sin City is the closest we got to something like that. That's Robert Rodriguez, though. Yeah. Didn't Tarantino wrote a part of it though, right? Did or directed he? a part of it. Tarantino has never done an adaptation. That's something kind of admirable about him. He's only ever done like his original ideas. Yeah. And just the fact that he's like from start to finish, he's like the main guy behind each idea. Um, you know, he seems to run his own crew, have his own production. Oh, that Isn't sort of thing. Jackie Brown based on a book. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the only one actually. Yeah, that's based on uh, Rum Punch. Never mind. Okay, only one though. Uh, I mean, th that's something you could have brought up. You know, a, a diss on Scorsese is he's not a writer. He relies on, you know, other people's scripts for his yeah. movies. I mean, he can kind of like adapt that stuff, but Goodfellas, I'm sure Scorsese put a lot into that. Did he write that? I don't know. He doesn't know enough write, about he movies. 
He doesn't write any of his movies. This is what happens when you debate someone who who watches lots. Well, of okay, he has a co-writing a credit. Film projectionist. Um, he wrote but, it with the guy who wrote the book. Uh, it was it's based on a book. Wise guy. See something like that. I mean, that's pretty cool. That it, on one hand, like he's able to take this book and make it into a movie and kind of make that a reality. Um, but yeah, a lot of his stuff. That script was written by someone else. It's still out there. Maybe another director could have done a, a pretty good job of it as well. Um, you know, again, there's there's other directors that do Scorsese kind of stuff and make Scorsese kind of movies. Um, Not as well, though. Besides, well, I those, guess, Yeah, those Coppola. scripts are still out there. Coppola. Yeah, and like... Um... Who, um, I, don't, I don't know, like maybe these are all Scorsese movies I'm thinking of, but I'm thinking of like a dozen different movies from the 80s and 90s that are about like, oh, you're a wise guy, huh? Well, let's have a dramatic scene. <laughs> and The Sopranos. Like uh, Blow. Blow. Who did Blow? Uh, John Blow. Ted <laughs> Dem. Ted Dam? Ted Dem? Demi? Dem. Demi? D-M-M-E. Oh, he died a long time ago. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Damn, he died right after Blow came out. That Dem sucks. died? That's crazy. That sucks. What was I going to say? Oh, Paul Schrader wrote a lot of Scorsese's best movies, and he went on to direct stuff like First Reformed. Did you ever see First Reformed? No. I fucking love that movie. That movie's great. I saw that in a theater with one other guy in the theater. Heat? Okay, yeah, okay. How about this? Oh, Heat. Heat. <laughs> yeah, that's like... That is like Heat. a Scorsese movie, but not by Scorsese. Eh. And, eh. again, it does something very similar with both Al Pacino and... Um, and uh, yeah, De Niro. Like, and De Niro. Yeah, so like... That was, uh, that was the first time they had a scene together in a movie. And I think Michael Mann really knocks it out of the out of the park. Michael Mann is no Scorsese. No, but I mean, he does a really good movie, and it it does you know a lot of again Scorsese esque things. Heat's fine. It's it's, it's no Scorsese. Heat's all right. I like. I really like Collateral. Collateral, yeah. yeah Collateral's awesome. Love that movie. Uh, yeah, but what about Stuber? Remember Stuber? I just someone brought up Stuber the other day. I can't believe that was a real movie. Yeah. What is Stuber? Uh, oh. So it's basically collateral, except instead of a cab driver, it's an Uber driver, and instead of the bad guy, it's the cop. That's you know commandeering the the Uber. Yeah. Uh, and is no it, one in the entire it, world has ever seen it. It's the I only saw, movie that no one has ever seen. I saw a poster for it. Yeah, but when I, after I saw the poster, I didn't think I needed to see the movie. Stuber, I think I got it. I gotta, I gotta write something like Stuber, man. If that's if that's how you make it, I could do that. Yeah, I mean, you just need to find, you know, who wants a vehicle for themselves, and then just write a movie for them. Because what's that guy's name? Batista? Dave Batista? Dave Batista. Batista. You know, so like, hey, I got a movie that makes you look like a badass. And, and we make Kumail Nanjiani. 
And then Kumal gets to be the cuck character, yeah. you know, the little well, bitch well, Kumal was just so taken aback by how big and strong uh, Batista was. He had to juice up himself. Oh, yeah, he got juiced for uh, the Eternals, right? He got oh, fucking juiced, Whatever, yeah, some man, fucking For a Marvel movie. Some shitty Marvel movie, yeah. Did he actually use juice, or did he just... Uh, probably, I yeah. mean, you don't, Dude, you don't get that big, No one in Hollywood... You know? is is natty they're all juicing man because like it would take way too fucking long and way too much effort and they Are don't have the time me they don't have the time for that captain america isn't natural yeah no one's natural i mean because you you know you get hired to do the movie right and it's like okay we start filming in six months you know yeah you really think they're gonna be uh, like okay you, you really think they're gonna like hire an actor and depend on their like like put it all in their hands whether or not they'll be in shape for the role <laughs> hey I mean, what not, about not, not for a not for a marvel movie no way what about i mean batman? this is christian bale yeah or bane remember how big tom hardy got for bane in like such a short amount of time yeah. christian bale too he like goes from because he like lost all that weight yeah, you know, he's, an he's alien. just he's just extreme, but like nobody else can do that. I don't think Kumail has that kind of dedication. Because Christian could... <laughs> like lost a lot of weight for the machinist, right? Yeah. yeah. And like you you can't take steroids to get that thin, you know? There's no like, You just gotta yeah. not eat, you know. You don't well, need performance enhancers to get But skinny. if he's able to do that natural, like, yeah, he, like I, almost I would died. believe he would have like the fortitude and the constitution to kind of but just you know, it's it's, it's more of a time issue than it it's is. It's a time. That's a what I'm saying. Issue. It's like you can't like put that all in their hands. Like you just gotta. You need them to get this big by this time, and you need it to happen. So is that gonna, legal? Does it matter? Is, is it, any is anything in Hollywood going I mean, on in Hollywood legal? Not that it, not that it really matters, but like. Is it technically like a hush hush underground? Oh yeah, thing, for right? sure. They can't like have it in writing like we would like you to take steroids. Like no way. It's just sort of a, a an understanding, I would assume. They set you up with a trainer and these trainers probably got the hook up, you know. I see. Uh I remember Tom yeah. Hardy talking about how much he loved doing Dark Knight Rises because he got to dirty bulk. He was like, yeah, they were just like, just be as big as possible. You don't have to be like tone. He was like, fuck yeah. And then he did that uh, like UFC movie and he said that fucking sucked. He had to just like eat chicken and rice every day because he had to be like super toned, you know? I don't think Kumail is eating chicken, broccoli, and rice. I really don't. <laughs> he should be. Well, he's I lucky. He gets to look fucking ripped and then pr pretty much not do any work. I mean, he still has to work out. and Yeah. But he, I mean, they, it's like they pay you, you know, we're going to pay you $20 million. You got to hit the gym for like five hours a day for like six months, you know? Yeah, I don't see why you would like, I don't know. I, I think I'd be like, okay, it's time to get ripped. But there might not be enough time. Yeah, there isn't time for you to get ripped in six months to get that big. Like he got gigantic and like toned, you know, and he has never been that fit in his life. And his like you could and you can see it in his face like his face is all like different. <laughs> yeah, like his, he, his jaw like changed. Yeah, he's got that like juice jaw. Holy fuck, he's veiny. Yeah, the veins give it away too. Yeah, the the veins is really what. Yeah, kinda... he's got all the telltale signs that 
Yo, when is Tarantino going to get jacked? He doesn't have to. He's behind the camera, you know. <laughs> he can look like a slob. He's had that same shitty, like, balding haircut for 10 years. Yeah, it's like, he's is he going to go bald already? Yeah, or has no? he not lost all his hair yet? Like, he's just had, he's been balding for 20 years. <laughs> I don't know. Some people, you just, like, half lose it, and then it stays like that, you know? Tarantino definitely has a size advantage on Scorsese. Scorsese is a very tiny man. Is that why he got triggered by Marvel movies? Too many buff dudes. <laughs> it's because there's always someone in the seat in front of him. He can't see like a tall I'm guy. a big boy, too. He's like, how come all these chads go to these Marvel movies and I can't see my movies screen? are way better and deeper than this shit. Why are there are no superheroes who are four foot tall? Ant-Man. What about, yeah, he loves Ant-Man. <laughs> he loves it. This is the only one he likes. He's like, how come he has to be big for half the movie? Why can't he be the Ant-Man the whole movie? <laughs> I fast forward the scenes where he's not small. Uh, yo, Scorsese is such a player that uh, so he was cheating on his wife, right? Oh, his, I think his first or his second wife. He was cheating on his wife with this actor. I can't remember her name. And then he wrote a movie where someone is cheating on their wife with that actor. Um, like, that's how fucking brazen he was about it. That's kind of fucked up. Isn't that crazy? That's oh, Cape, to be Fear. Like... Cape Fear is the movie. That's getting to be some like Woody Woody Allen levels of like, yeah. I, 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 hey, honey, I cheated on you. Are they still married? No, he's been married several times. But uh, in Cape hey, Fear, hey, Nick honey, Nolte's I, character I cheated on you, and I made a movie about it. He's cheating on his wife with Elena Douglas, the actor, and Scorsese was cheating on his wife at the time with that actor. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking. That's bold. Yeah, that is some Woody Allen shit. I guess he's been married to his current wife for like 20 years. Good for them. Oh, he was married to Isabella Rossellini briefly. So I don't know it was who that uh, is. David Lynch, I think. Or they dated at least. Oh, yeah, she was with David Lynch. Bro, Scorsese, though? Dead Scorsese, though? When you go to film school, it's like all the like chads like Tarantino and then all the like sensitive like actual <laughs> film people like Scorsese. The lip, yeah. lip, lip, How is that an argument for your side at all? Well, cuz yeah. all the all the guys that like Tarantino make terrible fucking short films. And then they get laid. Well, and then <laughs> that's it, you know. They graduate school and then where are they now, you know? Where am I now? That's I I can't really do a you know. Who am I to talk about this? I'm fucking 28 years old. I don't have a job. With your AA in film. Yeah. Your two-year degree. But hey, did uh, did Tarantino go to film school? No, he... he famously did not go to film yeah. school. Again, that's just so that's so badass. He's uh, just like, fuck it. I'm just going to... I I know how to make a good movie. This is just... I'm going to do it. Well, he had to make a bad movie first. His his first movie, um, my best friend's birthday, or my whatever. best friend's birthday or whatever, is terrible. Uh, but that was more of like a, it was like a project, wasn't it? Well, it was just like you know his attempt at doing it by himself. I I do I do got to mention that like like Reservoir Dogs is the movie that made me want to make movies. Yeah. When I when I saw it, I was like, oh. Like, I could do this, you know? It just seemed like 
like you could see all the flaws in it and it was super low budget and it's like oh you can just make a movie you know it's not like star wars where you'd have to have fucking 50 special effects guys and set builders and shit it's like this can be a movie well i mean you're not the only one because it was it was very like influential and very yeah you know and that's again that's kind of what i like about tarantino's that story of all right he didn't have a traditional background he didn't have a, a film degree or whatever but he just came in and made a good movie and like blew it out of the water and like changed the the industry and the genre um and then he went on and he did it like better with pulp fiction yeah with a budget uh it is very... a shame that he he had to work with the weinsteins for so long that's kind of uh, every time you see like their name, you know, in the credits of a Tarantino movie, it's like, ooh. well, that's just Harvey Weinstein, right? Or was his brother yeah. like in on it, too? Uh, they both ran Miramax and his his first movies are Miramax. But I think huh. Harvey specifically. Well, he, he wasn't the Lawrence Bender was his like producer producer. They were just executive producers. They just put up the money. He didn't really like work with them. Yeah. They bankrolled his his movies. That's why um, there was like a bidding war when he made Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because it was his first movie post Weinstein controversy. He had to find a new home. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah, Even... Hateful Eight was Weinstein Company. And that was before? That was 2015. The, the Weinstein fallout was like, that, that was like, what, 2018, 2017? Damn. Has Tarantino not made him well yeah, He made Once Upon a Time, a Time in Hollywood with Sony. Sony was, was like, We will was... give you all the money and you can do whatever you want and we will put it out on film. That was the his last movie though, right? So like yeah. five five years between movies. He's only made one movie not with the Weinsteins. Oh, I guess Death Proof wasn't Weinstein either, but whatever. Oh no, it was. <laughs> yeah, he had a what, a four year gap? between hateful eight and once upon a time how did uh scorsese get started uh he went to he, nyu he's like a, yeah he's like a film school guy yeah and then he made uh what's it called who's that knocking at my door uh he wrote it also like a super low budget uh seventy five thousand dollar budget I think Wolf of Wall Street was a better docu docudrama than The Big Short. <laughs> but it's not specifically about the crash, it's just about like Wall Street guys. Yeah, I mean it's Wolf of Wall Street, it's not even about the same time period, but No. Just in terms of that like Mr. Wolf of Wall Street was a Wall Street guy and he made a lot of money. One of those kind of like there's the narrator talking over it. Well, no, yeah. it's like uh that's like self-narrated, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's basically like just Goodfellas, but Wall Street. Story. Yeah, whereas uh, Big Short is like narrated from a third person. He's like, my whole life I wanted to be a Wall Street guy. Oh, Scorsese also did the, the pilot for Boardwalk Empire. I forgot about that. Cool, which I have not seen. It's not very good. It really is like a, you know, B-tier Sopranos kind of show it's like a lot of people that worked on sopranos it's not it's just not it's okay isn't that what peaky blinders is no that's a 
uh, isn't that an Irish show? I've only seen the first episode. It's about like Prohibition era in England, right? Or no, not even. I, I don't even think they had Prohibition. Uh, it's just about some fucking gang in uh, post First World War England. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Neither have I. It's a funny. It's kind of a funny name. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I think it's most memorable for its Beaky Blinders in it. What what even is that? I have no idea. When your blinders are peaky. They peek out around the corner. I guess it's just the name of their gang. The tunnel snakes? Oh, their their rival their rival are called the sloggers. Shit. Much much better name. Being real. What's up with British people and like their words for things? Making up bullshit names that don't mean anything. So anyway, Scorsese. So anyways, uh, I was saying Tarantino. Like I would I would say I would be on side Tarantino if like after Jackie Brown he kinda like kept evolving from there. Cause I I fucking love his first three movies. You'd be I'm on not... Tarantino if he his entire career was different. Yeah. But like, well, once I mean, upon a time in Hollywood, did. I love and and like, if like if that was his movie after Jackie Brown, or like if he made movies, you know, like those movies in between instead of what he made, I don't know. Then I would say Tarantino. I mean, he clearly did evolve. Just it was in a more stylistic way. Than... I would say he devolved. No, why would you say that? Still look better, and there's still more. What about know. Jackie Brown? Do you like compared to like you know, Inglorious uh, Bastards or? It has actual like character relationships that are like endearing and like evolve, and uh, it sort of has its own unique style instead of just cribbing ten other different styles. Uh. It's fucking Jackie Brown, man. It just rules. You know, the the scene that really gets me in that movie is when Robert Forrester is, is singing that song in his car that he heard from Jackie. You know, it's kind of like him realizing he's like in love with her and he's he's like singing along to that song. It's like such a like personal, like small moment that I feel like his his later work is missing. You know? Until, like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has that scene with, like, Leo uh, in his trailer just having, like, a meltdown because he's, like, fucking up on set, you know? It's like, I feel like his his most of his movies are kind of missing that kind of stuff. Well, they do tend to be yeah. missing a little bit of, like, a personal moment. Well, it just yeah. seems like he kind of had a phase where, you know, he wasn't feeling like making something personal like that but it doesn't mean he lost it clearly with uh once upon a time in hollywood clearly still has those same sentimental things within him that he can pull out when he wants to yeah but it took him 22 years yeah he's just feeling different vibes (laughs) uh it's probably because he i think he met his wife around that time Mm. uh like it's such a weird contrast like 
the ending of Hateful Eight to the ending of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because the Hateful Eight is just like one of the most hateful endings to a movie. I, guess I mean, it it's in the sense, name. Right? It's yeah. in the name. Yeah. <laughs> it's just such a fucking horrible ending. And then Once Upon a Time is very similar to Inglorious Bastards, where it's like reviving, you know, history, like changing history, but in a much more like positive way, I guess you could say, in a more happy way. Uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting little piece of alt history. And I, I feel like alt history in and of itself is such a, a niche thing. And again, I would I would describe that as like kind of stylish. Um, has I mean, has Scorsese done any like anything alt history like that? Uh, is that one more one more for Tarantino? I mean, is what kind of criteria is that? That's such oh, a weirdly I, specific. It'd be Scorsese like he didn't make an alt history Scorsese movie. Did Scorsese make a movie bad. where they kill Hitler? It's like, did Scorsese ever make a movie where uh, everybody's name rhymes? No. Checkmate. No. I mean, maybe Gangs of New York. I don't know. I don't know how like accurate that movie is. Uh, that wasn't about like, like Gangs of New York. historical event. Gangs of New York is historical. But is it based on like a historical event? And like, yeah. what if what if it had gone differently? Uh, I'm not sure because I don't know enough about. What the gangs happened. of New York, yeah. I don't know if enough about gangs in New York. It's funny that that movie was always sort of profound to me because as a kid, I thought it was really odd that it's like about white people who are racist against other white people. And like, it's like this sort of race war between Irish and Italian people. And it's sort of like, what are you fighting about? Like, you guys both just got off the boat, just like at slightly different times. Like, is that what you're arguing about? Like, like, your people got off the boat 10 years before our people got off the boat, you know? It's like, what a silly thing to, like, care about. It just seems so odd, because you know how, like, racist white people have really, like, consolidated in the last 40 years or so? It's just weird to see something about, like, white people being racist against other white people. I guess it's supposed to be more of a Catholic-Protestant kind of thing, but they don't really bring that up so much. I would say There Will Be Blood is also... I, you could describe that as like Scorsese esque, right? That's PTA, bro. Yeah, but I'm saying like that's another director doing another movie that's in a very similar kind of like style and genre as a lot of Scorsese's main stuff. I don't know. PTA is on another level. That's like that movie's its own thing. He drinks his milkshake. I was thinking about a scene. There's a boomer who's like talking to a zoomer, and he's like, You don't understand the concept. It's like, I don't save for your college. It's like, I, <laughs> I have this straw that goes into your future and it sucks up your college fund, and I drink it now in the present. There is no college fund, you know, where he's like, Well, I'll start digging again, you know. Well, I'll I'll go into my college fund. It's gone. I drilled it 40 years ago. I used it. I used it to go to concerts to see Aerosmith for $400 a ticket. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. We should we're a bit late on the on the reference there. No, there Never will be blood late. is a timeless classic, yeah. Do you remember there was a Smosh sketch, a Smosh there will be blood? Nope. Sketch. Yeah. 
I think it was called There Will Be Pokemon. Oh, wow. Yeah. There was also a, a Saturday Night Live sketch. I bet. That's why I don't pay attention to these things. Oh, my God. That was 13 years ago. I just looked up the Smosh video. Don't say that. I mean, There Will Be Blood is 14 years old. Yeah. You know, people always said like that and No Country for Old Men, like they should have switched titles. Yeah, those this came out around the same time, right? Yeah, they were directly competing against each other for Best Picture. Okay, yeah, I distinctly remember those two like closely associated with each other. Yeah. No Country for Old Men, that's another like almost Scorsese kind of. That's blasphemous. It's another like very dramatic. No, the Coen brother, Coen brothers developed their style way before. Uh, if anything, Tarantino is a disciple of the Coen brothers. Like, bruh, have you seen Raising Arizona? Like, Tarantino movies are basically if you mixed Raising Arizona with Miller's Crossing, and fucking Cormac McCarthy, he's he's got his own style too. Yeah, but Tarantino has uh, like guitars you know like and then it's like hugo stiglitz yeah the coen brothers have done stuff like that too like before i mean i think coen brothers are better than scorsese and tarantino but yeah but there's two of them (laughs) so it's it's like cheating (laughs) it's like their stuff has to be twice as good to make up. For How does that work? Do they like interview together? Yeah, they like, do. If you hire one of us, you have to hire both of us. Dude, they're they're nuts. They have like a hive mind. They just like. It's like nuts how they're able to. Uh, work together in that way. Like, apparently, if you if you ask either of them, like the same question on set, like some acting question, like they'll give you basically the same answer like independent of each other you know like they're just like so on the same wavelength brother yeah. telepathy yeah true grit like true, true shit okay. that's one of their worst movies that's like mid tier coen brothers i've seen every coen brothers movie like several times they're probably my favorite overall oh they have a new movie coming out that's uh, a24 oh shit Fucking black and white Macbeth movie with Denzel Washington as Macbeth. That's going to be sick. Interesting. No Othello. Remember Othello? What's his name? Iago, the bad guy. Iago, honest Iago. I like Iago. He's probably my favorite um, Shakespeare villain. Yeah, for sure. He's so well written and I did a I did a monologue. I had to do a monologue in college and I did uh Oh yeah. I did Iago. Yeah, I played Iago in my Shakespeare class. That was pretty fun. I got to yeah. die in Hamlet. That was fun. Yeah, I like Ken- Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet. It's very badass. I don't know. I can't hang with the Shakespeare movies. Like for some reason I, I have to read it to understand it. Like I have a hard time following it if I'm just hearing it. So I got I got a checkmate right here. Scorsese oh, yeah. has a movie called Kundun. <laughs> Kundun. I mean, it's what? about it's about a child Dalai Lama. Okay. 
and like no one remembers it. But it's called Kundun. What is uh what does Tarantino got that can compare to Kundun? I don't know. He doesn't have anything that can compare to Hugo. <laughs> Damn, Hugo is like uh that's one of those movies that critics like couldn't stop jerking off, but like normal people just like do not like that movie. Yeah. They're just like, oh, it's like a love letter to all oh, those early films I grew up with. Oh god, oh the trip to the moon. Yeah, Hugo sucked. <laughs> I, I didn't get it. It's like that got a best picture nom, seriously. Like it's sort of a cool idea. It's th that that's sort of alt history, actually. Because it's about the guy who made um a trip to the moon and like he works at a fucking train station now or whatever. Okay, well I've That's never like seen sort that of movie. alt history. Uh, you know, Hugo. It's... Are you talking about Hugo? Hugo, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I never saw it, so. Uh, it's not great. It has Sasha Baron Cohen in it. He plays like a silly, like mall cop, like like the train cop, you know. And he's trying to get Hugo all the time. So I think Hugo's like Aladdin, like an Aladdin type character. He's like up to mischief in the in the train station. I see. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely not. That's not the one to point to. What about the Irishman? It's like nine hours long. The Irishman and, and everyone's old as shit, and they're trying to make them look young, and they just can't. The Ish Man. Three hours thirty minutes. So it's based on the book I Heard You Paint Houses, which is like a way better title than The Irishman. No one's going to watch I Heard You Paint Houses, though. That's a sick name, dude. It is a sick name, but nobody, the average norm is not going to watch that. <laughs> Am I going to watch Robert De Niro paint a house for three hours? What is this? <laughs> George Clooney really going to stare at a goat? I forgot about that movie. That came out around the same time as Inglorious Bastards, didn't it? I remember being like, I think I was 16 at the time and being sort of pissed that I wasn't 17. So I couldn't go see like Inglorious Bastards uh, without a parent, you know? Yeah, or just sneak in. Yeah, I mean, I, I snuck in. I, I would sneak into movies, but I remember one time I got caught because there was no one else in the theater. <laughs> like we snuck into an empty theater so they came in to like you know see if anyone was in there to shut it down or whatever and they're like hey get the fuck out of here nobody bought tickets for this movie <laughs> it was a uh, saw three. Oh damn we bought tickets to that really shitty sports parody movie oh god what the fuck is that movie called and we ended up having to watch that movie because we got kicked out of uh sport movie sports we got kicked out of movie? Uh, saw three Oh God, what is it called? I gotta find it. Hold on. It has David Koechner in it? He's like the main actor. Why is Google telling me that Quentin Tarantino wrote uh, Apocalypse Now? The Comebacks, directed by Tom Brady. What the fuck? Tom Brady, <laughs> a guy named Tom Brady. Yeah. Damn, dude, multi-talented. Wait, what is Google telling you? It's saying popular movies written by Quentin Tarantino. Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse yeah, and it's now. like if you scroll further, far enough down the list, why is it giving me The Rock, Apocalypse Now, Taxi Driver? This must be like similar. 
like similar movies or something like that. He similar, was like ten, yeah, he was he was ten years old when he wrote Apocalypse Now. Yeah, prolific. Google's just telling me like all these movies were written by Tarantino. He was the good, prodigy. the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> he was three so years think, old. I think Google's wrong on that one. He wrote Natural Born Killers though, right? Uh, he disowned that movie. He tried to get his name taken off of it. And from dusk till dawn, because well, he's they, in that. Yeah. Does uh yeah does Scorsese act in any of his? Because Tarantino does. Yeah, so you, you don't remember the the famous scene in Taxi Great Driver? Scene in Taxi Driver, dude. That shit's iconic. I've never seen Taxi Driver. What? what? F- this guy over here is arguing against Scorsese. Oh come on, seen. fucking Danny hasn't. Look, Danny hasn't seen Pulp Fiction. Go to hell. Yeah, but like Taxi Driver and Raging Bull are like a little more important than Pulp Fiction. Only for their release date. My whole life, I wanted to be a taxi driver. What if every Scorsese movie started that way? <laughs> the Last Temptation great. of Christ. My whole life, I wanted to be the Messiah. Oh no! What if in the in his Jesus movie, like when he finds out he's getting crucified, it plays that like bum bum ba That's uh, that's from a copywritten show. They could afford it. What if that's the only reason that's not in the movie? Because they couldn't clear the rights. Four Rooms. What is Four Rooms? Uh, it's some like anthology movie. Uh, I think it Scorsese. Is it Tarantino or something? He did one of them, yeah. Okay. Robert Rodriguez. He also directed a segment of Sin City. Well, I've never, I've never seen Four Rooms. Me it's neither. Like, I don't think anybody it. has. It only exists in theory. Oh, it won a Razzie. True Romance. Yeah. You know, these are, these are, Tarantino touched these. What if it was Gru Romance and it was a Despicable Me movie? The minions had to help him fall in love. Yeah. That'd be so good. Reservoir Minions. Reservoir Hogs. And it's a, it's like a boomer movie about, Tim Allen riding motorcycles. Didn't they already do that? Oh, I fucking hate that movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that... a, that's what you're thinking of. Wild Wild Hogs. Hogs. They should have called it Reservoir Hogs. That would have been a lot better. Yeah, I saw that movie with my dad in the theaters. It was terrible. Ugh. I don't understand this. Comedies written by Quentin Tarantino, the host. Google <laughs> what, the Korean no. movie? Yeah. <laughs> that's not even a comedy. I don't know what Google's trying to tell now, me. Now that's a classic right there. Bong Joon Ho. We should talk about foreign films at some point. Yeah. We should do like Korea versus Japan or something. That would be good. Yeah. Jackie Chan versus Bruce Lee. I got to write that down. Uh, Jackie Chan any day. I haven't seen uh any Bruce Lee movies all the way through. I've only so seen gotta... um Enter the Dragon. He didn't make very many movies. No, he, he really. Like you know, it's it's unfortunate that he died, but he kind of like really went out on a high point. Because yeah. people still, because if he were still alive and he were fat and he were like complaining about immigrants or something, like you know, <laughs> he was a trumper. <laughs> yeah, if he just turned into Steven Seagal. Oh God. You know, <laughs> but instead he died. You know. Even just enter the dragon is such a fucking 
that's such a badass name for a movie. You don't even need to see the movie. It's pretty good. Isn't he in a movie with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's Game of Death. Oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't that yeah. the one he died on, right? Well, he didn't finish it. It wasn't complete. Dude, Kareem like should have been in more movies. Like he's great in Airplane. Game of Death. Oh damn, Bruce Lee was d- directed it and wrote it and produced it. It was the studios. The studios took him out. He was too powerful. And his son. Right. Oh god, yeah, the crow. Sequel to the Raven. The Ra- Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe versus uh, H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, I think Lovecraftian horror versus some other kind of horror would be interesting. Yeah, that's a tough one because there's there's such little effective Lovecraftian horror, you know? Like, so few people have been able to pull it off in multiple medias. Well, I mean, the the whole point of, of that kind of, that style of horror is that you don't want to give too much away. And something like a movie where it's like a visual medium. Yeah. Like you get to look at every little detail. I always thought that was kind of a cop out. Like he just like couldn't come up with anything to describe the monsters. And he was just (laughs) like, ooh, I'm not going to tell you. You just have to think about it. If I tell you about it, you'll go crazy. I do like that idea, though, of just like it's almost like a virus. Just the concept of how otherworldly these things are. If they even like tell you about it. It, it breaks your mind. Yeah, like the the thing in Indiana Jones. Because it's much more of a... It's more, much more of like an existential dread than anything else. It's like, it's not Cthulhu wiping you out that's the scary part. It's just the fact that he could at any point, for any reason, at any time. And you're just yeah. so insignificant, there's nothing you can do about it. I think that... 2001 has something like that with the uh, the monolith, where it's just like the monolith is this abstract thing that represents this thing, and it just like its existence on Earth is what spurred the growth of humanity. Yeah, that's really cool. I think um, Dead Space, the first Dead Space, especially, pretty effectively delivers on that kind of uh, apocalypse. I don't know. I haven't read any Lovecraft. I've just kind of like looked into it a bit. But apparently a lot of his stuff is like um, it's just like, oh, there's fish people and people in this town like trade with the fish people. Isn't that spooky? I'm not a fan of his writing style. It's kind of boring. Just had a really cool idea. Yeah, he's one of those. Uh, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about the Lord of the Rings books versus the movies. It's like Tolkien had like the dopest fucking ideas on the planet, but like his writing style sucks ass. That's like one of the few examples where the movies are way better than the books. Just because it's like some like dope ass battle will be going on and like Tolkien's over there like describing the grass, you know, for eight paragraphs. Yeah. (laughs) That fucking book, man, it's like, okay, we're ready to go on our adventure. This is the end of Act 1. Here we go. We're leaving the Shire. And, like, in the movie, that's what happens, right? They leave the Shire. But in the book, it's like, 
oh fuck Tom Tombadon Bill or what, what is his name? Bombadam Billy. Tom Tom Bombadil. It's like Bob we're gonna do a fucking fifty page Tom Bombadil detour. Fucking strap in, boys. It's like, oh no, Sam's stuck in a tree. We have to talk to Tom Bombadil for 40 pages. Oh boy. It's just like so destroys the pacing of the book. Like that was very clearly like the first cut they made when they were making the movies. Like, yeah, we're cutting fucking Tom Bombadil, right? Yeah. They didn't even film it, you know. You know how those movies have tons of like deleted scenes and stuff yeah. and the extended. They didn't even fucking he probably didn't even write the Tom Bombadil scene. He was just like, fuck that. No, thank you. Okay, Danny, who wins? Clearly, Quentin um, Tarantino is irreplaceable. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. Quentin, um, Quentin Totino's. What is he in? In uh, Martin, Bojack. Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. Yeah. Yeah, solid. Uh, Tarantino's in Bojack. Scorsese's in there. They probably they have to have Scorsese in there, right? They've uh, clearly his... made one Scorsese joke somewhere in Bojack. Probably not like an animal one, though. Danny, who wins? You can't get Tarantino movies anywhere else. <laughs> Irreplaceable. I don't know. I didn't really hear much why Scorsese is better. I said lots of things. Sounds like I don't know. I said His movies are things. deeper and they're like actually about things. And he's a much more focused director uh and he's one of the all-time yeah. great visually closing statements so I'm how many you. how many anime segments does he have in his movie <laughs> yes. oh zero okay uh, how many feet shots does scorsese have in his <laughs> oh that's film? a good point i th there's got to be an animated segment in, in hugo or something i can't remember like uma thurman is so badass and that's very much like Tarantino making her badass in his movies, you know. What female empowerment does Scorsese bring to the table? Uh, oof, that's kind of his uh, his Achilles. There is he doesn't have a lot of female characters in his movies. I don't know, man. Goodfellas, that it's fucking not... one the the one take shot. It's not called Good Women's. Of good fellas, good ladies. Good well, ladies. Uh, Lorraine Bracco is really good in Goodfellas. She kind of like ties that movie together, you know. She's got some good tatas. Bracco's modern life, <laughs> like from *Dust Till Dawn*, is like a fucking vampire movie. I okay, mean, here's a good name: one Scorsese vampire movie. Danny, you're a huge *Sopranos* fan. You yeah. wouldn't have Sopranos without Goodfellas. I mean, that's true. What wouldn't we have without Tarantino? Like, what wouldn't exist if Tarantino didn't exist? Who did he uh, directly influence? A whole generation of foot fetishes. Of, of, of try-hard directors. <laughs> yeah, a lot of really bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of shitty student films. Yeah, so, you know, oh I might have to weigh it in Scorsese's favor. Oh, come I, on. You know there are equally many... Uh, untalented hacks who are inspired by Scorsese. Let's oh, actually, a good it, one is uh, a Brett Ratner said growing up he watched Raging Bull every day. Like, he watched it every day for like 10 years, and it's like, how do you, like, know Raging Bull that well and then end up making the shit you made, you know? Like, how do you make X-Men 3 
when you love <laughs> Raging Bull. Brought to you by Martin Scorsese. Some people just see a completely different movie, I guess, <laughs> when they're watching something. He's like, yeah, he beats up his wife. That's the part I like. Because he is a sex pest, Brett Ratner. Yeah, inspired by Martin Scorsese. No. Those yeah. rapes would not have happened if it, if Scorsese weren't around. No. He he outed Elliot Page. Did he? Yeah. How did he do that? He's a fucking douche. He outed? What does that mean? Before she was out? Before, before he as, as a gay woman, yeah. Well, they were making gay. that X-Men 3. Apparently. I don't know. Tarantino's a fucking... Fucking I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with Rob's points about Tarantino either. Like, like I said, I think he was just going. He's he seems like he goes through phases with what kind of films he wants to make, and I don't think he's fell off or anything. This is just my perspective. I think Daniel has a lot of good points, but as far as films that interest me and just my type of films, I think Scorsese wins. So yeah, are you just saying- are you saying Rob wins? Or are you saying yeah? Are you saying that I win because I was better? Because no. clearly I was no, Rob better. wins. I yeah. was I was clearly better. Well, also ni- ni- neither neither has done actually. making movies. I think you both did well on no. this debate. No, draw. yeah, yeah. We might I have win. to draw this one. No, <laughs> draw. So I'm still undefeated. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. You're definitely not undefeated. I definitely am, and you heard it here. Isn't Tarantino done? Didn't he only want to make like ten movies, and that was it? He always uh, he's, says that, doesn't he? He he was just on Marin. Marin interviewed him like a couple weeks ago, and he was like, "Yeah, that that gets like taken out of context." He's. I mean, he I don't know. Really I'm just that. playing telephone here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, watch films. Watch well, both watch, directors' films. Watch movie films, yeah. Watch the Boss Baby. Boss Baby. You should just watch uh, Adam Sandler flicks. That's a if you yeah. t- take anything out of this, just watch Adam Sandler. Watch Little Nicky. Much better uh, film. Billy Madison, than it. Little Nicky. Uh, what's the one where he's the dad? Uh, what's it called? Little Little Buddy. No, where he. Um, um, Mini Me. No, get this kid a fucking Happy Meal. What is that movie? Uh, called? a Little Man. A <laughs> <laughs> Little Man is the movie where. <laughs> Uh, one of the Wayne's brothers, as a baby, rapes the guy's wife. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Big Daddy. That's what it's called. Oh. <laughs> We're thinking a same, little boy. Same film. John same Stewart. Movie. John Stewart. I'm surprised he he doesn't have like a more prolific acting career. He he may he likes to direct more. Yeah, but he's he's always like he'll have a part here or there, but. He could have had like this whole like comedy movie career. Well, he got the Daily Show. Yeah, but he, he could have done anything before the Daily Show, and he certainly could have done anything after the Daily Show. Well, now he just wants to hang out with his kids. Yeah, he wants to not be involved with that shit. He would always joke he was in that shitty animated movie where he plays like a spring or something. What? Some like Toy weird story? fucking movie. No. Uh, what is it called? Uh, filmography. John Stewart's filmography. Uh, Dougal. What? He's in the movie Dougal. Dougal. And he plays. McDougal? He plays Z-Bad. 
How do you spell that? What in the fuck are you saying? 2006 movie Dougal. He plays it's like a genie on a spring. Let's see. Jimmy Fallon, Ian McKellen, Chevy Chase. It's Ali, this weird French Lange, movie that had Ruby a Goldberg, UK dub and a US William dub. William H. Macy and Jon Stewart. And he thought it was going to be like a Pixar movie or something. But it's this like notoriously bad movie. Let's see. We got to watch the trailer then. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for coming happy, out. Check happy us out. Independence Day yesterday as of recording. We hope, hope you're you very have. strong and very independent. Uh, check us out on Twitter. At our, user, our at is 30YOBcast. The 30YOB. E- 30YOBcast. Uh, email us at 30YOLDBOOMERCAST at gmail.com. We have an yeah. email. Follow us on on Facebook, uh, yeah, and email us topics or anything, questions. Too. If you send us questions, we'll answer them on here. Anything you want. We we'll, should put the Discord. Uh, yeah, we have a fan Discord. That'll be in the description on Spotify. So all the links will be on the description. Check us and, out. And Rob should upload these to YouTube also. Yeah, we'll work on getting this you uploaded to YouTube. It. Yeah. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Good we night. Hope you had another great episode. Oh, uh, uh, I did the ending already, so let's just shut up. Right. Boomer.